Good evening, Metro Detroit, or wherever you're listening on the AM 760 Airwaves. This is four-time Stanley Cup champion Darren McCarty coming to you on a Friday, August the 20th. And yes, as Mr. Laramore said, she was she was a little hot outside today. But you know what? What else is heating up? That's the Detroit Lions. So where do we go when we need some info on the Lions? We go to the man himself, also known as the Dean, DetroitLions.com zone. Mr. Mike O'Hara, how are you on this hot evening in Michigan, sir? Uh, dangerous, Darren. I'm doing fine. Are you still dangerous? Should I back away a little bit from the phone here? Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. No, I'm just fired. I'm just fired up from earlier. And obviously, if Mickey Miggy hit this 500th home run, it'd be a little bit easier on all of us. But let's yeah, talk absolutely. Lions and uh, going into tomorrow night, 7:30 p.m. in Pittsburgh, preseason game number two. Obviously, Don Ca- or Dan Campbell, the coach, came out and said, you know, don't expect starters to play a lot. But um, can you give us a recap of uh, this week and in, in practice, and maybe some things to look. To look forward to, or what you're at least looking for tomorrow night in Pittsburgh. Well, you know when when uh, Dan Campbell was talking to the media yesterday about who's going to play and who's not going to play, he sounded like somebody who didn't really want to come out and say what he was going to say, but he wanted everybody to get the idea of what he meant, which is what you've already said. Don't expect a lot of the veterans to play, and and that includes young veterans like the second year running back uh, DeAndre Swift and some others. I I doubt highly if we'll see even a minute of, of Jared Goff, the quarterback. Uh, Michael Brocker's defensive tackle hasn't played yet. He's been brought along very slowly in, in training camp. So I think you'll see, you know, it, it'll, it'll look like the youth movement, except probably everywhere except one place, and that's the offensive line. And for whatever reason, they just seem to stick together. They all play together, the starters. They sit together, the whole thing. So I wouldn't be surprised, and I don't know this for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if the offensive line gets some work because they really have to – you know, get meshed together to start the season. You know, there's one little crack in the offense, and it really upsets. It could really upset the entire offense. So I wouldn't be surprised if they get get a little bit grooved. On the other hand, I think uh, uh, Mike Tomlin, the Steelers uh, head coach, already has come out given the idea that that Ben Roethlisberger is going to play. He hasn't played yet, but that he's going to play, and that's that's probably a good. You know, they got one more game after this in a while. You know, at his age in the late 30s. Uh, in the 16th or 17th season, why not have him go out and play? And, and you know, there's an old saying in, 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 in boxing: you can't grease. Well, get out there, warm up the grease, get ready for the for the regular season. Mike, how much of a concern is there about DeAndre Swift? I I, I know he's nursing a a little bit of a groin. Is this strictly precautionary? You know, this is a time of year people have the tendency to read into things. What say you? Uh, I'm, the way I'm reading into it, and I saw him in practice, by the way, the other day, the last, uh, really the last full day of practice, the day before, was yesterday, I'm sorry. He looked fine to me, what he was Good. doing. He put a pretty pretty heavy work schedule, I thought, yesterday, but I think it's more precautionary than anything. I mean, look, it's obviously it would be better if there was nothing, if he was taking, you know, regular reps in practice right from the beginning. But but running backs are different. They They really are. Those are the guys. It's Emmett Smith once said, it's like being in 25 car collisions a week and playing running back. And then, look, save those for the regular season. I agree with that. You don't see an awful lot of primetime running backs getting much, if any, playing time in in the preseason. So when I say precautionary, I, I really believe that's what it is. 
Talking yeah. to Michael here from DetroitLions.com. Um, how about, Mike, is there any of these guys that we don't know the name of? I, I, am, I do want to know um, the continuing conversation of your opinion on uh, Aline McNeil. Um, but also, too, is there is there some guys that are, are having a camp that are going to make this team that maybe weren't expected? Or is it pretty much, uh, at, you know, pretty much uh, everything's pretty much in order from what, what we see on TV and what's reported? Well, you know, excuse me, I'm coughing here. Uh, you know, it's I think that there's a guy who wasn't even in camp, wasn't even with the team until the day before last week's uh Last week's game with the Buffalo Bills, and that's uh, Craig Reynolds. You know, he like he said, he Sorry. signed on was it Wednesday, and he was and played on Thursday. He said he introduced himself to his teammates in the huddle, and they sort of gave him you know five or six or a handful of plays. This is when you're going to run when you get in there, and he ran him, and he ran him pretty well. Now, look, we've seen these things happen before, where a guy gets a, you know one big burst in the in the exhibition season, and 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 really he's never heard from him again. But I think they'll give him give him a really good look. Uh, the others, I don't. I, you know, I think there's some positions here where, where we're really wondering about. For example, like wide receiver. That's. I think it's 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 hard to tell exactly who's going to come out of that group behind Tyrell Williams. Uh, he played you know a little bit last week. Had two catches for 30 yards. That's really kind of now. It's a small sample size. That's really kind of what he brings to the team. And his you know five years in the league, he's averaged just about every year 15, 16 yards per catch. Now he hasn't been a high volume receiver you know he hasn't been an 80 catch guy but you know he's 35 40 45 50 you know 60 catches somewhere in that range he's always he's always been given a big yards per catch and, and and i think that that's probably the one guy who separated himself from the from the pack among the wide receivers you know a guy you know Darren, a guy we really wanted to see and finally did last week when he only played eight snaps was a fourth round draft pick from purdue I think I mentioned him on one of your shows before, a linebacker, and that's really an issue there where the Lions really are trying to, they're not just building that position, they're rebuilding it. And I thought he, you know, the little bit he played, you know, he'd been out with, a, I believe it was a groin injury, and he finally got it healthy, healthy enough to play limited snaps, but I thought he really showed that he's got something that the Detroit Lions can use. First snap of that he played, he got in on a tackle for a loss. The last snap he played was on a third, and I forget what, chased the quarterback out of the pocket and and, uh, and uh, created a throwaway on, on third down and then a punt. So that that's one of the guys. And then there's, there's I'm, I'm a, listen, I'm a Wayne State grad, and I'm a homer on this one, but Anthony Pittman, now in his third that. year in training camp with the Detroit Lions, is a kid to watch. He has really, really come on. I think he's got a future with the Detroit Lions. We got Sean and oh, I have you an stole my for the Wayne State guys. Right? Sean, <laughs> yeah, we, got we got a guy named Joint Bell we're pretty fond of. Yeah, you stole my thunder. I was going to ask you about him. I mean, for people out there that don't know, the terrific kid, terrific player in the GLIAC. This is a guy that's, uh, Mike, as you well know, been on the practice squad. I'm just hearing rave reviews about him. What jumps out to you about Pittman? Well, that he went to Wayne State, of course. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, by the way, you mentioned a great kid. He's a five-time uh, member of the Dean's List, academic academic yep. Dean's List, I believe it was. The thing I like about him is that, first of all, he's persevered. He's had two years where he spent most of the time on the practice squad. He, had, he was activated for a couple of games, which, you know, it's, it's an important thing for a guy. First of all, monetarily, you know, he make a lot more money on a per-week basis. But he's really stuck with it, and, and I think that's impressed this coaching staff, uh, how prepared he was when he got to training camp. From the, 
know, the off-season programs, the mini camps, all of that stuff. But when he showed up, he was he was he was ready to play and ready to produce. Now, whether he'll be a starter, I don't know. But you know, if you're looking for an inside linebacker who's dependable, I think is a guy that really has given himself the very best chance he could have given himself under the circumstances. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's a starter, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's a primary backup. Last thing, Mike, I want to ask you about, uh, you know, for a lot of us, uh, old guard Don Mule back uh, on his 40th birthday. Um, you know, to me, it's one of those moves that it proves that Dan Campbell is willing to make the hard decision, and it also speaks to culture, like you said before, the offensive line staying together, all you know, doing everything together. Um, do you have any uh, Don Muleback stories? The one that blew me away was one block, one blocked uh, kick in like twenty one hundred eighty seven tries or something ridiculous. Maybe it was even more than that. Do you have any stories? Uh, it, it could have been more than that. It could have been less. Now, the thing that st- stood out with me was in two, 2004, and, and Darren, you know this as well as anybody, it's one guy gets hurt, somebody else comes in, and he takes that job, and the other guy never gets back. Yeah, That's the way it is. It's just it's it's opportunity, and if you take advantage of that opportunity, you know, mules, as they call them, had been uh, in another training camp, I believe, that year, and maybe even the year before. But uh, when the injury went down, eight games into the 2004 season, they brought him in for a tryout. And this is Mules at his best, really. He was ready for that. He wasn't sitting home on the couch eating bonbons and, and cheeseburgers. He was working out in case he got another chance. When that chance came, he had just an absolutely impressive workout. As a matter of fact, uh, Dan, uh, um, Matt Millen, who's still the president of the Detroit Lions at the time, and I'll forget this, I asked him what, what stood out with him, and Matt called him the Nolan, the Nolan Ryan of long snappers. Wow! And until his very until his very last preseason game, he could still bring it. I asked the punter yesterday, Jack Fox, about that. And he says, "Nope, hadn't lost any value, value any any velocity. velocity. He brings it faster than anybody." You mentioned, you know, the birthday and all that, and I get that. But you know, there are certain dates that are, you know, it's somebody's birthday every day of the year. Right. But there are some, some dates when you've got to make cuts and things like that where. It's just business, and that's the way it is. And you know, I was it a tough thing for Mules? Yeah, I guess you know when you think about it. But I also think of it this way: seventeen years class act. I think we were blessed to cover a guy like that. I really do. So would I? But nice if he lasted longer. But he lasted long enough to make his imprint on the Detroit Lions and their fans. As a matter of fact, he made the all-time Detroit Lions team. That's quite a tribute for a long snapper. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And to your point. I asked Joint Bell the same question, and he said, listen, if Matt Stafford throws it at 75 miles an hour, uh, Don Muehlbach throws it at 70. That's he, he did all these guys, like, no matter what, and uh, owed to his craft. All right, well, uh, keep on doing what you're doing. Appreciate your time, Mr. O'Hara, as always, and uh, keep working on that base because Grinder's getting ready to go back out. <laughs> oh my God, I've got to practice. All right, you got it. That's Mike O'Hare. 13 days, Mike. We'll see you at Tom Adams Field. You betcha. All right, guys. All right. Uh, when we come back here on the Darren McCarty Show, uh, you know, unfortunately, Miguel Cabrera didn't get it done at home in front of all of us. But, uh, man, wasn't it cool? I want to ask Sean about this. Wasn't it cool just to get the city? It was sort of like an exhibition to what can happen. So we're going to talk about that. Feel free to call 800-8590-WJR. This is Darren McCarty. Darren McCarty Show here, AM 760 WJR. Thanks to our guests in the uh, first uh, segment, as always, Mr. Mike O'Hare from DetroitLions.com, the Dean of Sports. But uh, 
I didn't get to introduce, obviously joined by my partner in crime, Sean Belegian. There's no Dorch today. Got Jays on the ones and twos and everybody. I'm getting so many texts about, what did Jay pre-cook? I said, we'll get there for segment for the weekend. <laughs> but old Brandon, it's a good Blake, one today. old Brandon Blake over here. I mean, I, what, please don't treat me like I get treated in my own house. <laughs> all right. Last to know. But uh, there's some news here that, you know what? Officially, I might have to drop the Brandon and just call him Blake because uh, yeah. I hear congratulations are in order. We have another employee here at WJR, and I couldn't be more proud of you, bud. Uh, well-deserving. So I think I they, appreciate it. Well, so when you're going to work the boards overnight, you got to let me, you got to <laughs> remember, you yeah. got to know oh, what yeah. you're having the overnight. So that's important. Yeah. But so talk a little bit about the process because this is, um, I think this is important because you're living that, that dream or we're talking about uh, with Michael here, we're talking about Wayne State or whatever, but you've done the process and now am I correct in saying you're evolving, you're, you're evolving from intern into employee, yeah. right? So you've coming out of your cocoon, you're now a butterfly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Mitchell <laughs> still call me an intern. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, I never thought a year and a half ago, two years ago, whatever, that this is where I'd be. So, I mean, COVID happened at the perfect time where I got to kind of stay around and help out with Mitch's show and help out with your show. And, uh, yeah, just kind of right place, right time, and so just talk kept about- grinding and... Talk Here I am. Of, I want to talk about this process, and we'll get to Miguel Cabrera, and if he does anything, um, you know, he didn't do it in front of us, so no, I'm just being, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just being an angry fan guy. Um, but talk about that process, because, you know, we, we highlight the athletes all the time and getting drafted and different things like that, but this is the goal of yours, or how does it play into your plan, and what is your, what is your responsibilities now? So, like now, now before being an intern, you know that you could have messed up and it didn't matter because it's on somebody else. Now you're responsible for yourself. Well, I'm so. still going to be training, luckily. Well, so good, training to do what? So I'll be doing what Jason's doing, running the board and that kind of stuff. Um, I'm still going to be helping out with your show, helping out with Mitch's show. I got to um, say this, Sean, and, and, and you've worked with uh, Blake longer than I have. Um, and after this segment, I will continue to call you Brandon Blake, by the way. Um, but this is just because it's serious. But um, the the one thing that I notice from whether he's working, which is so important as a phone screener, is every time, if I'm, no matter how many times we've done this show over the past year and a half and been around, is this conversation that he has, you know, with the guests that makes them feel comfortable. And usually they're laughing about something. And I know his relationships with other people, but... I think in today's day and age, I think this is not only a great example about no matter what you want to put your mind to, but also too, there's a reason why you know the the good things happen. And I see everything what I what I preach about hard work to whatever you get. And uh, you know, Sean, isn't that have you've been around this business a lot longer than I? But that is a special gift to connect to be able to connect to people on that sort of level that separates you know, the compassion in which will keep you in this business a long time. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. You know what, uh, Blake, I'm serious. Uh, you, you work your tail off and I, I think everybody's proud of you. Everybody that has had a chance to work with you, Darren, it goes back to those things. This business isn't that difficult. If, if you keep grinding, it may take you longer to get to where you want to get to, but, but you just keep grinding. And I think he's a perfect example of that. It's, it's pretty stinking cool. Well, I couldn't think of a better way 
than to give him the bring unto our guests for this positive oh, oh, oh. Friday night and talk to our buddy, Mr. Positive, Greg from Shelby. Greg, how you doing tonight, buddy? Warriors, how can you triumph? Just stay on track. Aim for the future and never look back. Hit me, Hoo-yah. D-Mac. Yeah. Uh, D-Mac, Shawnee B, Blake, congratulations. And real quick, I got to tell you, Charlie LaDuff is a very unique individual. Just throwing that out there. I was with him at the Dream Cruise. He is all off the shizzle. Let me tell you. Oh, my God. But, uh, Livonia guy. Uh, okay. That's, but, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a great... You would like him. Oh, my God, D-Mac. You would love him. I, don't I, know, I do know him. Charlie very well. He's one of a kind. I could say oh that. Oh, my God. I, I know oh him as God. well. It's, Good dude. But what oh, you... my God. Shawnee, yeah. But, uh, yeah, um... That's bet still on, isn't D-Mac? Uh, I'm thinking Mickey's going to go to the right field, and uh, I think you agree, or, or do you want yeah, to go you left? you know what? Like Johnny uh, B. Uh, I'm saying he's going to he's going to go left field, uh, maybe in the sky. I said right. Sunday. You, you you guys he, said he, right still. Yeah, I, I think yeah. he's going. He came really close the other night. We yeah. were there Wednesday. You know, he hit that one to the warning track on Wednesday, but I I, I think that's where his power stroke is now. So I. I, I'm honestly, I'm thinking right center field. What time's the game start tonight? Do you know, it's on already. He's it's already so, had an at bat. It's not, yeah. not, the, not the top of the second. <laughs> you, you, oh you can go to that, but I wanted to give uh, you to give Blake those positive vibes for when you call him on the phone, Greg. But thanks Thank for you, calling. Positive. Love you. Enjoy, Love you enjoy the dream cruise. Nah, love you. Bye. Right. See you, Greg. Uh, <laughs> there, <laughs> there you go. Have, uh. hey, the congratulations to say I never did nothing for you, bro. Oh, but speaking of that, Sean, <laughs> how many of the games did you make it to on the homestand? And, you know, give me your summary. It's, you know, disappointing. But to me, it was he really didn't see a lot of pitches. And it wasn't what I noticed from him. He wasn't going out of his way. He was sort of taking what he was given, and and uh, I think it's one of these things that I don't know. It's easier in this case, might be easier to hit the home run on the road and get the get the three thousand hit at home. So maybe we can look forward to that. But who knows? What was your uh, what was your take on the whole um, home stand? It, it was no Mac. It was awesome being at the park on Wednesday night. You know, I I told Paul W in the morning. It reminded me of, you, you know, the era not that long ago where I was down there. You know, we had a season ticket package. I was down there all the time, and this time of year was always so exciting because it was you were going for the division, you were wondering who you were going to play for, and, you know, getting ready for another October with postseason baseball. You know, it, it was it w- it was so much fun, and that atmosphere reminded me of it on Wednesday night. It was so electric in that park, and, you know, the wave kept going around and around, and unfortunately it always seemed to start when the Angels were up, and so I'd get snobby and I'd be, no, not now, but, uh, you know, all, all jokes aside, it was it was, it was was awesome being down there. And, um, you know, you, you knew when he hit that ball from where we were sitting on the first base side, you knew he got underneath that ball just a little bit too much, and it, it maybe looked better on television than it did in person. You, you knew – Pretty early on, it was going to be short, but it's going to happen. You know, it's 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 just a matter of time. He's hitting the ball well right now. He had a big game yesterday. I mean, it was a horrific blown lead, but he, he's hitting the ball well right now. Well, we're let's let's get into that. We got to take a break here. Uh, we got to pay some bills, but uh, I want to talk about 
uh, Cup, I got a question for you on the Tigers, and also I want your opinion on what we saw, uh, what you thought about Shohei Hotani and what he did in his appearance in Detroit. So we'll get to that when we come back. It's Darren McCarty Show, AM760, WJR. Well, before the break, we had a little party for Brandon Blake uh, and his uh, hard work. What's phone that? won't stop ringing. I just keep getting so many congratulations. It's crazy. Well, well that's here. it. I said, and, and you know what, Sean? Right into the system. He's talking about getting a car now, and he went to the bank and got pre-approved. So I told him, Jay, there he is, the slave land of the slaughter. Right into the key. But, no, seriously, that's awesome. Talking Tigers, too, as I'm watching A.J. Hench give some nose, ears, eyes, nose, mouth signs. Um, up here, we're waiting for Miguel Cabrera to still hit his 500th home run. Um, Sean, you brought up a good point about um, somebody threw gasoline on the mound and ignited after a 10-1, 10-2 lead the other night. And oh. Is Joe Jimenez, is that experiment over in your mind? Are we, uh, is it, is, is that enough enough? Like, is, is you know, it, it's funny done? you say that, Mac, because I know you and I, I don't know if we've had this talk on the air, but we've had this talk off the air. I'm, I'm guarded right now. And I'll tell you why I'm guarded because he is, but one of those names a few years ago if you remember, it was, it was oh, wait till you see Jacoby Jones. Oh, wait till you see this catcher and that catcher. Oh, wait till you see Joe Jimenez. And, and unfortunately, you know what? That group of guys didn't pan out. Daniel Norris is another one. You know, and obviously they got rid of him. Now, I, I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade. I'm not saying it's not going to happen or anything like that. But unfortunately, through this rebuild process, some of the guys that we were kind of sold on haven't exactly panned out. Now, do I think that Torkelson will? Yes. Do I think that Green will? Yes. I, I like Casey Mize. He needs to grind through a little something right now. He hasn't looked the same the last couple of weeks, but I like him. But that's why it, it's a little frustrating to me because you saw these flashes on a few of those guys, and then it just didn't happen. And he's one of those guys, Mac, to your point, I think they've given him every opportunity to figure things out. And you know what? Sometimes it just doesn't happen. Sometimes a guy looks the part, and, and this goes the same in hockey. I mean, how many times did you see that? A, a guy has a tremendous junior career and, and maybe even does well in the old IHL or the AHL, and for whatever reason, it, it's just not happening up at the show. And, boy, he seems to be one of those guys. Well, there's two questions I have for you. Is it a matter of did they, you know, Kenny Holland used to say they're percolating in the minors did yeah. he percolate yeah. did did they keep him down there too long like through like is it a confidence issue like is it a change of scenery how many times have we seen that with talented guys in the nhl where they get a new change of scenery and sort of a new life like is it one of these things that he's lost his fastball that his arm's done or is it just he's done in this organization which way would you lean? It's a great question. You know, sometimes, Mac, you know, I, this is another I, – I hate to keep going – change of scenery. You know, I mean, how many times have you seen a guy, you know what, It for whatever reason it's just not going to happen here. Maybe it's best if he goes someplace else. And, uh, you know, he showed brief glimpses early on here in Detroit, you know, when you think about uh, 2017, 2018. But now, you know, Mac, we're talking about a guy now – that's going to be 27 in in January. Well, uh, you're, you're not a prospect anymore. You're not a kid anymore. And 
I, I think that's where we're at. I think that's where we're at with, with Joe Jimenez now. Yeah, and it's it's sort of like looking at him and then looking at Michael Fulmer. And to me, it's more Fulmer um, has looked good, but coming off, it's sort of like getting back again. And, you know, it's more rust, it seems, to get consistent. You know, Casey Mize, I'm going to attribute to that the dog days of the season, first year pitching through pro, learning how to refocus and things like Agreed. that. So, um, but yeah, that's that's the point where it is. Because if you look, I'm going to tra- translate this. If you look over to the Red Wings, Franz Nielsen getting bought out, um, their contracts and what Stevie's done is he's kept that under the salary cap, made some good deals, made some good moves, and the Red Wings are in good position moving forward. So maybe this is a case that the Tigers are just a little bit behind the Red Wings in that progress as far as fi- figuring out who's in the minors. But, you know, you mentioned Torkelson and Green. That's exciting to me that these kids yep. are forcing Alavila's hand to move up to get and and they're doing it together and they're not slowing down from from the rake fest or having the confidence and whatever and I think that that's such a huge thing I've said it before it reminds me back in late seven, late 70s of Tram and Whitaker you know coming up together so I think that's a, a great part but uh again I mentioned Shohei Otani the unicorn oh. I mean uh, <laughs> unbelievable I was not at the game but I watched the game and just man the, he reminds me of Willie Guillermo Hernandez who had that split finger in the 84s when he won the Cy Young that he throws that pitch and the fact that you look and he's got 80 pitches in and 65 of them are strikes you know and then he hits and then hey Sean this is what I am pictured you know how the pitchers are like he's having a good game and it's two to one and he's like come on guys get me another run well he just said oh Shohei uh, you got a one-run lead. Okay, Shohei, we need a home run. And he, did he – where he hit that in the in right field? We all know as Tiger fans, you don't see a lot of balls there. But what say you on the Shohei Atani Detroit experience? It's so much fun. I, I mean, so much. And there were so many fans there in in Otani uniforms. And, uh, you know, I saw some Japanese flags and some people holding signs in Japanese and everything. I think it's great for the game, and he just seems like such a good guy. He, you know, he's he's yeah. got that that smile on his face, and that home run was a bomb. We were we were sitting down the first baseline, Mac, and we just went, oh, because well, you know noise. that was one you knew right off the crack of the bat. It was just a question of how deep it was it was going to go into right field and everything, and. Uh, as you saw, it went pretty deep, but he's great for baseball. He is, I don't care what any, he is great for baseball. I mean, I, it, it can't miss when, when this guy's on, uh, you know, to, to number one, to watch him pitch the way he does is something else. Number two, I, I mean, look, guy's got 41 home runs for goodness, 40 home runs for goodness sake. Uh, he's just a blast to watch. He really is. And you know what I liked is if uh, Joe Madden, who's the manager, and you know him because he won the World Series with the Cubs, is, you know, the people in Detroit made me proud too because we get it, and the way they sort of cheered is that when you see something that happens, 
once every hundred years, but who says it's going to happen again? But hopefully it does. Hopefully this, the Otani inspires kids to play both. I just think of Joe Madden every time he goes out to take him out, and he laughs and goes, "Go play right." <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like it's like my, it's like little league. You're just m- moving it around. What a what a gem. And and how about if anybody knows like, he makes three million dollars this year, right? Yeah. I think he makes like four and a half next year or whatever, but what I, that'll be interesting to see what that deal will be. Um, one last baseball thing, Sean, and I just because I, you know, I wanted to get your thoughts, obviously. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate uh, Jack Morris's comments and stuff and, and things that I had done. My, my whole thing is that you know, obviously, can we use it as a learning experience? Um, obviously, in today's day and age, it, it, and it's not right. We're, and everybody who was offended should be offended um, for whatever else. But is this is this an opportunity I look at for learning where he can go and find out? Because to me, it was he didn't think he understood what he did wrong. You know, and that's more the disturbing thing than anything else. So I just hope the best moving forward because I didn't see maliciousness in it. I just saw ignorance. And and I think that's the best way to put it. I you know what it was it was Mac, I, I as I was watching it live, I thought he was trying to do an Elmer FUD. I really did. I mean as I was watching when it. When I heard it back I was watching and somebody said daughter. that I could I could I could, you know, you could sort of, but, but uh, the, understandably, it's not, it, it's a bad joke. Can't and it's do not, it. But you can't oh, do it. Oh, absolutely I just hope, not. I hope they don't bury it because this is a, somebody brought up on, on our show, uh, on our other show, there's that the, um, the fact that, oh, he, you know, they used to, 80s comedies and this way it used to be. Well, you know, I understand that it's used to be, but how do we teach when it's like, you know, and when Jack says, well, for if you were offended and stuff, that means he doesn't understand. So hopefully there could be some education and he can come back and educate us because he was in the middle of it. And then knowledge is power. So if this can be a learning experience and, um, you know, such a tough time, it's, you know, I, 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 w- I wish him the best. And, and you know what, I, I love the fact that it does, it, you know, it, you, everybody's entitled to how they feel. And in today's day and age, we have to respect everybody's feelings and opinion a little bit more sensitively than maybe when, how we were taught growing up or what was okay. So well said, I, I Mac. There are words that that I used on an everyday basis that I wouldn't dream of using today because, as I got older, I found out what those words meant to people, and I I didn't use those words in the context that that. Those people took those words, but you know what you do? You take them out of your vernacular. Yeah, no. Nope. I mean, period. End of story. You don't. You don't. You don't do it anymore. And I, I'm with you. I didn't think there was anything malicious. I didn't think there was anything. You know, um, you couldn't be that stupid to to do something like that. Um, it's a learning experience, and and you move on from it. You just, you know, I tell young broadcasters all the time: just be careful. Like, be careful. Always err on the side of caution. There are people listening right now to this show, Darren, that are waiting to be offended. Don't give them the opportunity to read into something. You know what I mean? And, Absolutely. Uh, it's a lesson for really everybody in, in this business that we uh, work in. No, I, no, I, absolutely. So that's a great point. Now to uh, to bigger and better things, uh, we got Jay in here on the ones and twos, so I can't wait to hear what he's got ready for this nine-hour weekend shift. Uh <laughs> 
Sean, uh, big weekend. Hopefully this, the weather seems like it's going to be all right. So when we come back, it's what's on the grill and what's in the microwave here with Darren McCarty's show, AM 760 WJR. Thanks for joining us here on this Friday, August 20th, which means we are back with the Woodward Dream Cruise going on in Ferndale and Birmingham down Woodward. Um... Sean, are you uh you a Woodward Cruise guy? No, you know what? I got burned out by it, Mac. I, I used to go all the time and it, it just I think I went ten years in a row and, and then I got to the point where it was like been there, done that, and um it, it's a, it's fun, but been there, done that. Right now, what about you, uh, Brandon? You couldn't pay me to go. Jay? <laughs> I wouldn't be on that payroll either. I'm telling you, I just I've never been. I've never been a big car guy. No, I'm not. I'm not either. Anybody who knows me, vehicles and hockey sticks are in the same category, replaceable. Um, but but the one thing is, uh, I, I do, <laughs> I do love the fact that you know, and I maybe it's because I got older. But the pat is is to see like I will stay away from there. Um, obviously, but to see the pictures of the people that do enjoy it, and you know, oh. like it's the same thing as my love of wrestling. Which, by the way, big night anybody, tonight, big night. Well, yeah, you, if we're talking, you know, Rampage, SmackDown, mm. Fridays, but I'm talking next Thursday in Monroe at the Fraternal Order of Police at seven o'clock is uh, my IWR premiere against uh, Chinstrap Jesus, aka Jockstrap Cletus. <laughs> Got to teach this kid a lesson, but. Uh, yeah, um, you know, that's uh, the Rhino and Connor, the big card, a uh, lot of stuff going on. And then um, October 1st, IWTV, Independent Wrestling, a guy named Justin Kyle. I'm walking down the ring, the big death match guy. So I get it. I mean, you're not going to jam me, jam me about my wrestling. So I, I, <laughs> I'm happy. I hope the weather's good. I hope everybody, my experience from the dream cruises grinder played it back in 2006 i think so that was that was a lot of fun um but uh to to each their own and um i like the older cars and and the, i guess what is a classic you kenny know? was just talking about this on on mitch's show apparently it's classified as 20 years or older so in 2001 car technically is considered by the state a classic okay car. but we don't that we don't consider that. I'd say I'd say no. getting into you could almost tell me like if you had an eighty something, and it was like a Firebird or remember those old T Bar Roos Sean and stuff like one of those yeah. that that would be good or a Camaro. So anybody who goes out, hopefully it's that you stay dry, but you enjoy yourself, you be safe. Um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. You're not gonna catch any of us down there, so don't nobody offer us. But what's more important <laughs> is uh. They will have some food down there, but there will also be food flying around with the boys. Mr. Belizean, what is on the grill this weekend, sir? You know what? TBD. Uh, the kids to and I are determined. going first. Thing. Wait a yeah, sec. Yeah, the kids. I, I'm giving the kids decision? the choice tomorrow. Yeah, oh. no, we're, we're, we're going to the butchery uh, early in the morning, and I told the kids, uh, player's choice. You, you, guys, you guys get what you want, and I'll – I'll prepare it, so uh, I'm going to let them. It's it's the virtual kid in a candy store, Mac. I'm, I'm just going to say, you guys pick whatever you want, and let's go. So, we, like, literally, we're doing that first thing in the morning tomorrow. Now, now I know this isn't the first time you've done it with them, so with yeah. the kids, right? So, do are they, will they go staple standard? I mean, you, last time Jack came home, 
he threw you for a loop, you know, because he usually wants the the beef to pull pork or the pulled pork, yeah, pull, right? Pulled pork. That's his chance. T- do, yep. do you think you can predict right now if if you had to predict uh, who's going with what? I, I'm gonna. My daughter, I'd be stunned if she didn't go with the salmon. She she oh, loves when I smoke the salmon. Wow. So okay. I'd I'd be stunned. Jack, I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure. Well, he's, he's a boy. He, he's He's a boy, he's got dude. that well, we don't and you know, know what? He's got He doesn't Mac, even he's know got right that now. barbecue taste now. Okay. Where where you and you know how barbecue guys are. It's yeah. ooh, I got to try the next thing. So I I don't know. I'm looking forward to it myself. Well, that's awesome. Oh, okay. Let's go to the higher class up to the <laughs> penthouse. Uh Jay, what's in the microwave this week? Okay, so I uh did something yesterday I've never done in my life. And ooh. that was I used a crock pot. Wow. Mm. I'm a big grill guy. Oh, crock pot. And it, it, because earlier in the week, I'm like, well, I have two of them because I've gotten them over the years of collecting them, I guess, but getting them from family. Never used one, but has two. And (laughs) I know. So my mom always made this was my favorite dish growing up uh, pierogies, Mm -hmm. pull a sausage, and sauerkraut. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I made a ton of that. So I'm going to probably be freezing some, but I got it with me this weekend. And it didn't turn out quite like mom, but it was close. Nice. But I love the crock pot. It's easy. I'm just going to, I'm going to start using it a little more now that, you know, with winter coming and stuff like that. I'm a big uh, Sunday crock pot guy. We do, we throw it in Saturday night and buy football game time. It's a perfect on a cold, snowy day. I think I'm going to try chilly next You wake up and then you got to listen to Terry Bradshaw. You know, or, or whatever you hear, Rob Riggle and all those guys, and you're just having a bowl, and then you can go back to it, go back to it. I'm a huge, uh, huge mac and crock cheese pot. in the crock pot is very good. What is mac and cheese? You can make yeah. a good mac and cheese in the crock pot. No, that's uh, no, that that's awesome. And then uh, let's see, what do I got, Brandon? What, what else? Uh, so you just doing barbecue, Sean, this weekend, or you got any? Uh, yeah, I, I think we're we're you know my my guess like I said we'll we'll probably have the salmon and then uh, uh, whatever Jack's choice is and shout out to mom mom uh, seventy three years young oh, this wow. weekend so yeah gonna gonna do something for her and yeah it's it's you know what winding down Mac uh, you know the drill uh, my son's gonna be going to L A next week my daughter starts her junior year in high school and so just gonna try to. Get every last drop out of the summer before we all, you know, kind of go our separate ways. No, that's awesome. There's a lot of things going on uh, in the area this weekend. Uh, I know that uh, today, tomorrow, actually tonight, I'm heading from here up to Ann Arbor to the Sheridan for the Astronomicon 4, which is uh, a Comic-Con put on by Twisted and anybody who's familiar with them. And tomorrow I'll have Canapalooza. And then also don't forget... NASCAR's in town. Got uh, all three races, the trucks, Xfinity, and on Saturday. Uh, trucks tonight, Xfinity uh, Saturday, and uh, the Cup Series on Sunday. So looking at it right here, coming back to Michigan, um, I, I got a feeling Kevin Harvick, he needs a win, and he usually races good at Michigan. So when put your money. How about, Sean, last weekend, uh, kid from Canton, uh, kid, kid that uh, – I know through other people, James Pyatt wins the U.S. Uh, U.S. Amateur Golf. How cool is that? Kids, kid oh. plays out of Washington, Michigan State Sparty. Um, how cool is that for this kid to win that, being from Michigan, and with the NIL and everything? 
unbelievable. And you know what? I don't want to jinx it, but uh, be listening to uh, Spin on Golf on Sunday night. He might be a special guest. Uh, well, I I think I've, I've heard some rumors. Yeah, I've heard some rumors. But, yeah, I mean, just great. I mean, it's an inspiration to so many people, uh, uh, you know, and I hope James knows that. Well, here, and that's the thing. That's why I didn't steal him tonight. So uh, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, that whatever it is. So whatever you guys get into this weekend, please be safe. Obviously, Miggy, watch and um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see what he does. There's no gimmies, uh, everything like that. But whatever you do here in Michigan, enjoy yourselves. Be safe uh, for Brandon Blake, the newly hired Brandon Blake. Congratulations, Woo-hoo! kid. For, for Jason, for <laughs> the absent on playing hooky, Eric Dort, Sean Belegian, I'm Darren McCarty. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next Friday.